And welcome to the End Time Shofar End Time Bible Prophecy Podcast. On this podcast, we'll be dealing with um, Hollywood A-list actors, demon possession, and spirit channeling. Um, from a biblical point of view, um, um, spirit channeling, let's, I can use for example, I think which will fit very well um, what we're going to discuss in this podcast. Um, we need to go back to Acts chapter 16. Um, verse 16, where it states where Paul has an encounter with the woman that has uh, the spirit of divination or the spirit of Python. Um, she's saying, proclaiming that he is um, from the most high God and um, he knows the way of salvation. And even though she's saying some true things, it's he is testing the spirits, number one, which that tells us what to do in First John 4 and 1 um, to test the spirits to know that they're of God because um, there's many false prophets that have gone out. So Paul, being in the spirit, not being uh, fleshly minded or carnal minded, um, just tended to the woman's words saying, okay, she's speaking truth, but he's understanding the source where it's coming from. So she's speaking under inspiration of the spirit of Python, which we can see um, that the very famous oracle at Delphi, um, where you have the female um, prophetess, which will speak under inspiration where um, these women would go up to the caves and inhale vapors, um, a form of pharmacia, and they will fall into a trance and be able to um, have this demon spirit enter into them and give them the unction to give all these oracles and all. Um, what we've seen in modern times of the 21st century, we can see Hollywood elite actors and actresses channeling spirits to enhance their performance. Um, what is spirit channeling that we must need? Because we're we're going to look to see how some of these actors, they're method actors, but they're using ancient techniques of channeling, um, not just a character, but they're channeling a spirit to convey a message. So when we look at spirit channeling, it's nothing more than modern day mediumship. So um, they're, a lot of these actors and actresses, they're nothing more than um, modern day mediums who are channeling um, the spirit, which is actually spirit possession. And it's not the Holy Spirit, it's um, demon possession that takes takes place. Um, there are two forms of basic uh, forms of channeling. There are intentional channeling and spontaneous channeling. Intentional channeling is when a person actively seeks to be possessed by spirits. In such cases, the spirits usually wait for the individual's permission to enter the body. Um, spontaneous channel is the spirit takes control when they please and the channeler is at the mercy of the spirit. So we can see sometimes, um, for example, uh, we're talking about actors and actresses, but we can look at the singer Beyonce with her quote unquote alter ego, um, Sasha Fierce. Um, she would channel Sasha Fierce and um, Beyonce's been on interview stating that um, Sasha Fierce can do things that she can normally um, do. That's 
a form of spirit channeling. And then she says sometimes she, the spirit just sh shows up and just overtakes her. So um, it's just spontaneous. Um, channeling defined by the Bible is demon possession and the use of consulting a familiar spirit. However, with these Hollywood A-list actors and actresses, they're being aided by demons in many other theatrical performances. Um, these actors are channeling spirits. So they're actually channeling spirits um, and they're being used by these demon spirits. They're, um, they're being a vessel or a host. They're hosting these spirits to lead people astray and lead them away from the gospel, lead them away from Jesus Christ. And also their main objective is to promote the antichrist morals in their films and the beast system. So um, they're nothing more than puppets in Satan's spiritual game to gain the hearts of men and women. So we must look at what the Greeks had to say about acting. Um, famous philosopher Plato and Socrates both had this to say about acting and how um, during ancient times, ancient um, Greece times, how actors were aided by the spirits. Um, here's a quote from um, Plato. He says, the gods don't communicate to mortals directly, but intermarrying spirits. So mortals need figures to communicate with the gods. Thus, a demon or a demon becomes the figure needed of the petition, a source of evolving into sacrifices, initiation, incantations, prophecies, divinations, magic spells, and sacred poems. So um, this is the main point that we made initially when we started, when we were talking about in Acts chapter 16, verse 16, um, the woman at had the spirit of divination there at um, Philippi. Um, it was a demon or a demon that was operating under, um, under the influence. And even going back to that, I know some people um, try to use... Um, they said the spirit of Python, like it's an actual Python um, that we know in Western society that comes and it squeezes somebody to death. Um, Near East or Middle Eastern um, culture in regards to a Python was known as a dragon. So um, it the, the Python was a dragon. So they spoke as a dragon. So even in the book of Revelation, um, it talks about how... Um, the false prophet and the uh, antichrist will speak as a dragon. So it's a um, demonic spirit that's being channeled through this woman. So that plays a part what Plato is talking about. Um, when we look at Socrates in his writings, actors and actings, page seven through eight, he says, I like manner, the muse, first of all, inspired men herself because they inspire and possess. They are simply inspired to utter what which is the muse impels them for not by art or knowledge do you say what you say, but possession. So um, here's Socrates, he states, for not by art or knowledge do you say what you say, but it comes by possession um, to fully 
confirm what Socrates was talking about, um, methods of acting, that it's possession. Um, Church of Satan founder uh, Anton LaVey had this to say about the muse um, and his book, The Church of Satan, page 110. This is what LaVey instructed his followers. And this kind of lines up and confirms what Socrates was saying um, thousands of years ago. He says, this is what LaVey says. He says, keep yourself constantly open to demons who will whisper in your ear. An old meaning of demon is used closer to the muse, guiding, inspirational spirit. So here we see that LaVey is talking about um, the muse. So I want to go ahead and I really want to want you to kind of listen to some tidbits. Um, this is from um, Michael B. Jordan, because Michael B. Jordan is um, very hot right now. But also, too, I want you to listen to uh, Somatic Witch down in Australia, um, what she had to say about channeling. And then we're going to listen to some sound bites from Michael B. Jordan, um, how when he was filming um, the film up in Northern California, um, um, Oscar Grant, I believe is um, the name of the character that he played, but um, it was a true story that happened. Um, Oscar Grant, I believe, was um, innocent. He was shot dead by BART um, police, which patrolled the subways there up in Northern California. And um, it was, you know, um, it was big news, especially out here in California, what occurred. Um, but we will listen to uh, Michael B. Jordan talked about how he really channeled that character. And then also, too, the difficulty that he had psychologically um, after playing Eric Killmonger in Black Panther, the Marvel um, Black Panther um, we can see the spiritual connotation of this, even with the movie Black Panther, very entertaining, very well written, um, but heavily laced with the occult and witchcraft. And also we're going to listen to. First of all, we're going to start off with the somatic witch. Um, her name is Rebecca and this she's from Australia and she's going to talk about channeling. how spirits take over humans how this works is you have certain boundary mechanisms inside yourself these boundaries you will feel uh, will arc up sometimes if you're in danger sometimes if you're not so you might feel like a tingling or just a super awareness of where you are if you're walking around the streets at night or uh, you might be particularly aware of someone's looking at you across a room so you have um boundaries and you have internal technologies that keep you aware of whether your boundaries are being breached or not when you um when you drop a boundary you are inviting things in when you invite things in they actually fuse and code with your consciousness and so once in often you, your body yourself no longer recognizes that it's not you and so you grow fused with this other consciousness how you drop your boundaries is um, anytime you're off your head. So um, heaps, we do that often with alcohol or drugs, um, music sometimes, sex sometimes. 
when we try and um, lift our consciousnesses or expand our consciousnesses, we run the risk of pushing ourselves past our boundary uh, mechanisms. Once we are past where we usually are, we potentially are open. When we are open, what we try and be is open to um, things which are loving or things which are kind, things which are good or greater clarity, greater insight, etc., etc. However, at the point that we have dropped our boundaries, it's very hard to tell the information that's coming in to see whether it's positive or negative on us. When we channel, uh, often we are fusing, we are actively opening up our consciousnesses and we are fusing with something else's consciousness. I would highly recommend that we clear our consciousnesses regularly by um, earthing ourselves. So that's a grounding system which, which takes energy out through our feet or through our hands back into the earth. And just checking whether um, we've had big changes in personalities, whether we have extra voices in our heads, um, whether the things that we think are more life-giving and more full of vitality or less. And probably checking regularly, particularly if you do any kind of healing work or hands-on work, because there is a fusing, obviously, through our central nervous system with what we're dealing with. So I recommend if you're in a field where you're opening yourself up or if you have habits or hobbies where you are um, consistently dropping the boundaries inside your head to maybe have a daily or at least a weekly system which brings you back down through your feet and through your hands into the earth and is shelling off of any other kinds of consciousnesses. So protection, um, banishing, uh, resetting of boundaries and um, maybe even... Uh, some external check that you are still yourself, that you are still, um, that you're still using your energy well, and you can tell that by how much vitality or how much life you feel inside of yourself. You know, I would, I would pray. You know, I would, I would channel his energy. I would just ask to be around me. When did you feel it the most? Honestly, it was when um, I was on the platform. We were going to use it while the train wasn't running. Yeah. And um, tons of extras. Uh, um, limited takes, one camera. But that was that's where his presence was around me the most. I think um, at the platform for sure. It was yeah. It, it's a uh, it's 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 that weird eerie feeling. But it was a good feeling. You know, I don't think I could have done it without him being there. Him, Oscar, Oscar. Yeah. The energy of his energy of Oscar, his presence for sure. Yeah, just is able to be so amazingly effective and convincing. So we're gonna listen. That was Oprah interviewing. Michael B. Jordan after doing Fruitville. Um, now we're going to listen to an interview that Oprah does with Michael B. Jordan in regards to um, him playing Eric Killmonger and the aftermath of Black Panther. So here's Michael B. Jordan. So we're going to listen in and he's talking about the psychological stress that he underwent and the aftermath of playing Eric Killmonger. Because he really got himself involved in the character and we can even listen, listen to what the schematic witch had to say. Pain and rage and, and, um, and all those emotions that Eric kind of uh, represents from being black and brown here in America, I was able to kind of put that 
you know, into a character and put it on screen. So that's something I didn't take lightly. And I kind of, I kind of, I didn't, I didn't have a process. I'm not like one of these, you know, some people have met this or people are this or that. I just did whatever I felt I needed to do or whatever I felt was right in the moment, every step of the way. So it was no real plan. I didn't have a, I didn't have an escape plan either. So really? like every day was just going into this place and I just tried to stay there as long as I could. And then when it was all over, I think, I think just being in that kind of, uh, that mind state, that, uh, that, that real unapologetic, you know, just, just real, like, you know, whatever all the yeah. time kind of kept it, it caught up with me and, I, and like I, I got a little you know a little depressed it was tough for me for a minute you know really? just readjusting to being around the people that care about me getting that love that i shut out for a long time like i shut out love i didn't want love and affection you know i wanted to be in this lonely place as long as i could in order to kind of capture the essence of what eric you know stevens was what killmonger was so when, when we wrapped the film you know i'm like in my mind it's like okay cool go back to you know regular life get back to la be cool but it was a little tough for me at first to kind of like accept. It was hard just to lay him down yeah. and be done with it. Yeah. How, did it take you a while? It took me. It took me. You know, I mean, I don't really know exactly when I came out of it, but you know, I went went to therapy. You know, what I'm saying I, I started talking to people, started unpacking a little bit, and I and and you know, like, I find that so interesting. It. I find that so interesting because I think the body doesn't know the difference. I remember um, having this conversation with a famous actor once about. Uh, Anthony Hopkins. I was okay. saying, Anthony Hopkins, I feel for you because, you know, all the stuff you're taking in, you do so well. And he said, I, I used to not think about it, but as I've gotten older, I do think about it because he was say, saying that he had just done a film and he had said to the director he was going to do one wide shot and one close up because mm -hmm. he had to have a heart attack because he didn't want to put his body in that state too many times yes. because your body doesn't know the difference when you get yourself into that state. And so that's why I think it's interesting for people to hear that even though you're playing this character, sometimes the essence of that, the energy of that still remains, 1000%. still remains. And like your mind is so powerful, your mind will get your body past a threshold that it would have give, given up on way before. Like you're like, like there were moments where physically I probably shouldn't have continued, but my mind was like, no, we're almost to the finish line. You got to get it past that. You got to get past that line. But as soon as I got past that line, my body said, okay, we can shut down now. Yeah. And then that would it, it would it would shut down after that. So I think I think honestly, therapy just talking to somebody was something that really helped me out a lot. And as a man, I think you know we get a lot of slack for it. Of you know you know you know you know I don't even talk to nobody. You know what I'm saying that whole mat. You know what it is to be a yeah. man, being masculine. You know, you know that you know that doesn't. I don't really subscribe to that because I feel. I feel like everybody needs to unpack and talk, you know, whether it's, you know, at a therapist or it's, you know, a, a close friend or a family yeah. member or somebody. So here we hear the words of Michael B. Jordan um, after doing the movie Black Panther, how he had to undergo therapy and counseling um, after just um, really immersing himself into this character. Uh, I I want to discuss Shirley MacLaine because Shirley MacLaine, um, Academy Award winning actress, she really fused uh, spirit channeling and new age and really brought new age um, movement into um, the forefront when she did her um, TV miniseries on ABC back in the late 80s. It really brought to the forefront 
um, channeling and the new age and so forth. Um, we know that she is an A-list actor, actress, and um, she says, she states this about channeling. She said, I've seen so many channels and mediums over the past few years. I decided I would apply the same thing to show business. I simply channeled a character that we created, and this allowed the character to inhabit me, and I trusted the magic would work. So she is very much more, a little bit more knowledgeable than uh, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan's probably just following uh, methods of how they taught him in acting school and all, which is which he probably may be ignorant, ignorant and unaware that this is a occult um, practice. But we can listen to Shirley MacLaine giving a speech, and she's talking about um, Jack Nicholson channeling spirits. And let's listen to Shirley with our own words talking about um, Jack Nicholson. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, Shirley MacLaine. When people ask me, who is my role model in this business, I say you, Jack. I think why you're my role model has to do with the way you relate to vanity or the lack of it. I mean, I have to tell you, I just adore the fact that you don't care how you look. I adore how you commit to the part. You don't care about your little bald spots. You don't care about your stomach. Remember that wonderful stomach. You don't care about your wrinkles. This is all extremely important to me. Doing a love scene with, with, with Jack Nicholson is absolute middle-aged bliss. I mean, to lie in bed and rehearse a love scene, it's so funny. It's so spontaneous. It's so open. We're lying in bed, and we're rehearsing the astronaut Garrett Reed love scene. He's explaining to Aurora what it was like to walk on the moon. She's loving it. And then we launched into the first take, and two voices came out of you. Do you remember this? Two voices, and they were, they were simultaneous words, but they were two levels of sound. And I looked over at you. You were amazed. I was amazed. And you said, well, sure. Sure. Oh, I'm, I'm many different people. <laughs> I said, no, Jack, you're channeling. So she states, she's talking about her filming a movie with Jack Nicholson and two voices coming out of him. And he says, I'm many different people. And she says, no, Jack, you're channeling. So um, a lot of these actors, even um, the late, great Robin Williams talked about that he was many different personalities and all and um, have demons. Johnny Depp um, is another actor who claims that he has many different demons and all. And it's 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 just mind boggling. Um, what takes place, what we think is entertainment is a lot of these actors are using occult practices to channel these spirits. And it's no wonder that so many of them get involved in drugs and alcohol and um, 
can't stay married and just other things and all and not the most moral people but yet and still satan gives them such a high platform where people celebrate them um, people follow them on um, facebook and on instagram and on twitter and all the social media platforms and all and um, people show up when they make appearances and almost fainting and um, worshiping them like as their little um, little gods and uh, uh, I want to move to the next actor which is Nicolas Cage uh, Nicolas Cage a couple of years ago um, in an interview he talked about this acting method um, nouveau schematic um, where he's actually a shaman and he acts as a medium to take on the characteristics of otherworldly characters and he did this um, in regards to um, Ghost Rider, the movie Ghost Rider, where he's playing um, the lead character, Johnny Blaze slash um, Ghost Rider. And he states that he used aspects of um, shamanism um, to channel this character. And then we look at shamanism, it's nothing more than mediumship or channeling in which the shaman channels the spirits and more spirits speak through the shaman. Um, these spirits displace the shaman's personality whose behavior and mannerisms and voice may change dramatically. So let's listen to Nicolas Cage own words of getting into character and using this acting method of nouveau um, schematic. an acting discipline that you've referred to as nouveau shamanic is, right. that, is that correct yeah what are the core principles now, i've been told that um all actors really hail from the early medicine men and the, and the shamans in the villages pre-christianity where they would put on masks and and act out and and really what they were probably pretty crazy but they would go in and find answers to questions today you're called psychotic if you do that but it's all it's all uh, semantics so what I would do is I'd put on Afro-Caribbean paint, like a white and black paint, and black out my eyes, so I look like this sort of Afro-Caribbean voodoo icon. And then I would sew in bits of uh, Egyptian artifacts that were thousands of years old into my costume and gather some onyx or tourmaline or something that was meant to have vibrations. And who knows if it works or doesn't, but for me, it was an idea of like trying to stimulate my my mind or trick my mind into believing I was this this character from another dimension and I would walk on the set and then wouldn't speak to anybody wouldn't say a word so I projected this aura of uh, horror which created fear in my fellow actors which then inspired me to believe I really was this character exciting I'd love to be on set with you yeah thanks so did you listen closely what he stated about his acting method, this nouveau schematic. So he really, he stated that acting is nothing more than ancient shamans, which will put on masks and take on the characteristics of um, different, different spirits. Um, even Oprah Winfrey and Denzel Washington are professing Christians, but even some of their acting methods, they've channeled, they've channeled um, spirits, um, Denzel Washington and Glory talks about, which we'll, we'll 
hear some sound bites in regards to that when he when he um, played the character on Glory. He talked about how he acted in certain scenes, how the spirits just really worked through him, and then also too. Um, Oprah Winfrey, when she starred in a movie with Danny Glover, um, the name escapes me, um, but she talks about the spirits inhabiting her. With Oprah, that's not a surprise because Oprah Winfrey is heavily, even though she professes to be a Christian, um, she mixes Christianity and um, New Age all together in one, and she is by far known as uh, the prophetess are the apostle for the new age movement. Anytime she has a show promoting uh, new age uh, spiritual leaders um, and their books and all, the books usually go to the top of the best selling um, list and just so many other things and all. But let's go ahead and this is um, clip comes from Good Fight Ministries um, when they did their um, their expose in regards to Hollywood and actors, but this was with Oprah and Denzel Washington. How are so many of Hollywood's most famous actors and actresses able to be so amazingly effective and convincing in their performances? That guy was so electrifying that he came through the television. How is it that they can move us to laughter, tears, or anger at the drop of a hat? Are they truly gifted with natural talent, as many suggest? You see this and you just, you're dazzled by their talent. Do they possess a creative streak of genius that is unknown to most men? Or unknown to most men, are they in fact possessed? Is it possible that these actors and actresses are possessed by demonic spirits who have a specific agenda to fulfill? Oscar award-winning actor Denzel Washington told 60 Minutes exactly how he brings forth his best performances. Basically what I did was got on my knees and sort of communicated with the spirits. And when I came out, I was in charge. Powerful scene. Powerful scene. It, it was, I couldn't have acted that. I couldn't have written that down and made a decision to play that. What, are you going to smoke that? Nope. You are. The one woman entertainment empire known as Oprah has strong affiliations with the demonic realm. The most familiar face on television says, You cannot only use your body and physical self. This is how I see acting. I ask my body to be the carrier for the spirits of those who have come before me in a way that is most meaningful to the character. Just become the vehicle for that character. Calling out for these entities to take her over so that she may become a sparkling puppet, Oprah admits of her work before the camera. I tried to empty myself and let the spirit inhabit me. With her global influence, her shows have become a smorgasbord for the New Age agenda. So, actually came back to my mind, the movie that Oprah um, started, that is speaking about how she let the spirits inhabit her, was beloved, um, starring... Um, Danny Glover and your Denzel talk about being on the movie Glory, how um, he acted the scene. Um, he said the spirits um, came in and he was able to deliver a powerful uh, performance on, on that actual scene. So we have to know that 
these actors are being used by the enemy. I want to go to a couple of scriptures. Um, Deuteronomy 18, verse 9 through 12 says, When thou art come into the land, which is the Lord thy God, and give it thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or the useth divination, or observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, which is channeling, um, or a wizard, or a necromancer. For all that do these things are abomination unto the Lord. And because these abominations, the Lord thy God doeth drive them out before thee. Um, 2 Kings chapter 21, verse 6 in Amplified Bible says, And he made his sons pass through the fire and burnt him an offering to Molech. He practiced soothsaying and augury and dealt with mediums and wizards. He did much wickedness in the sight of the Lord, provoking him to anger. So mediums are spirit channelers. Um, Isaiah chapter 8, verse 19, it says, When the people, instead putting their trust in God, shall you shall say to you, consult for direction mediums and wizards who chirp and mutter. Should not a people seek and consult their God? Should they consult the dead on the behalf of the living? So we see a lot of these A-list actors are using um, called so-called method acting, um, but however, they're using occult practices to channel these spirits to get into um, their performance. Um, but if I'm not saying acting is a sin, but if you're a Christian and you're looking to fully go into this career path and want to further your career in Hollywood, there's some things that you may have to consider. You may make some compromises that may not line up with the word word of God. Um, you may be asked to try to take on some of these acting methods to really get um, immersed in um, this character. And you have to use spiritual discernment. And then you may have to make the decision, well, um, I'm not trying to be an A-list Hollywood actor. Maybe I do my own independent productions that will um, have a message that would deliver a message um, of the gospel that would be bring um, Jesus Christ honor and glory instead of selling out um, to the world. And um, as Jesus says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? So it's not worth losing your soul to get the adulations and the praises of men and women of this world. But you want to make sure that when you see Jesus, you want to see him in peace, that he says, well done, my faithful servant. You don't want Jesus to turn and you say, well, didn't we do this in your name? We did this in your name. And he'll say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. You never really had a relationship with me. So 
we're definitely living in the last days. We can see spirit channeling take place, um, not just in the realm of acting, but with music, which uh, at a later date we can get into um, within the music industry. We can look at examples of Beyonce um, channeling, um, Sasha Fierce, uh, Nicki Minaj channeling different spirits um, with her, which um, she's been interviewed. Um, so the the Roman Zelansky was one of the entities that she channeled. So as a Christian, we have to base stuff by a Christian worldview and put stuff in the spiritual perspective and be able to see things by based on the word of God and spiritually. Um, God bless. This is the end time so far. Um, signing out. Um, you guys be blessed. Um, stay prayerful, stay strong, stay faithful unto the Lord and um, tune in, um, subscribe to the podcast. God bless.